0: the Bible and you. September 11th, 911, 2001, in the history of New York, USA, was momentous. And the whole world was also shocked. Two tallest buildings, the most prestigious state-of-the-art offices and the most prosperous city core for many years had been the image of wealth and power under the strict surveillance of high-tech security control, were raised to the ground in minutes. Who could imagine that these sites, rubble and dust, have become the final resting place for thousands of innocent souls who lost their lives in this coward, brutal massacre? Sad to know only a few were rescued but they were suffering from fatal injury both physically and mentally. No sooner than that had happened, President George Bush declared that America saw evil and he realized that America was at war, between righteousness and sin. We share their grief of unyielding anger. Since then the US has strengthened the unity of people and we see the resolve of the Americans and the concerted efforts internationally to fight against terrorism trying to uproot the evil and the sin. Today the war is continuing. How could we view this event in the perspective of the Bible? We know that 2000 years ago God came in flesh to this world in Jesus Christ. Greater than for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son, John 316 18 NIV. After 20 centuries, there are still many peoples who choose to disbelieve the true God, but so many things deemed as gods including their own consciousness. Even many Christians who have claimed as children of God were described as neither cold nor hot. God said, I am about to spit you out of my mouth, Revelation, 315 16 NIV. John wrote to the church in. Laodicea. Greater than you say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich, and white clothes to wear, so you can cover your shameful nakedness, and salve to put on your eyes, so you can see, Revelation 317 18 NIV. The catastrophe, nicknamed as 911, occurred in New York has awakened the world and, undoubtedly, this adverse event, prompted the Americans to reflect deep on their ways of life and look back on their culture. When they try to restore their original religious faith of their forefathers and to re-evaluate the true meaning of life vis-à-vis the present American ways of life, prosperity, vice and lust ingrained in society ever since their ancestors first landed in North America, many have become enlightened. The sudden attitudinal change to strengthen faith in Christ Jesus is seen in public. Openly, President Bush and their people prayed to God for blessing America. We should give thanks to God for those, because of God's grace, whose souls are restored. I pray whoever believes in God will abide by Jesus Christ. Amen. Some spiritual leaders say, Jesus Christ is our life architect and the Bible is our blueprint. Since Jesus Christ is our life architect, we must believe that God will provide the best for us. We must devote ourselves to reading the Bible daily and as often as possible for His guidance and our understanding of His providence on us. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well, Matthew 6 33 NIV. What is the Bible? But, why do we need to study the Bible for our guidance in life? What authority the Bible has over our lives? What is that the Bible can do we cannot do for us? In other words, what transforming power the Bible has over our lives? The Bible is not a continued story. It consists of short chapters and verses. Some are poetry, others prose. Some are historical, others prophetical. Some missionary reports, others are church letters or personal correspondence. The Bible is not a collection of literal work of some writers. Nevertheless, one of the strongest evidences that the Bible was prepared under divine direction is its unity of thoughts and teaching. All speak of the same God, all uplift the same standards of righteousness, all tell of divine judgment and eternal reward. None contradicts another. This could not have just happened. Bible is God's Word. Time and again down the centuries deliberate efforts have been made to get rid of the Bible, but always in vain. No persecution, however severe, no subtle attacks, however cunning, have been able to destroy it or diminish its influence for good. The Bible could not have been preserved from its many enemies if God had not watched over it with special care. The Bible is divided into two sections, Old Testament and New Testament. Why part of it is marked old and part of it new, when in fact it is all old. Perhaps you may wonder who wrote the Bible, and when, and where. Did one person write it all, or is it the work of several authors? Is it an original work or a copy? Now, let's look at the Bible as a whole. Actually, it isn't a single book, but a collection of books. It has been called a life library. Indeed, it is. In each Bible, You will see that there are 39 books grouped under the section marked Old Testament and 27 under the New Testament, 66 all told. Many of these books are not really books at all in the usual meaning of the word. Some are merely letters, while others are messages so short that they could be copied on two or three typewritten pages. The Old Testament was written before Christ and the New Testament after Christ. Approximately 400 years elapsed between the writing of the last book of the Old Testament Malachi and the writing of Matthew, the first book in the New Testament while the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, with a few passages in Aramaic, the New Testament in Greek. The Bible was 1600 years in preparation. The earliest book job is believed to have been written by Moses about 1500 BC, while John finished writing his contributions to the scriptures in the last decade of the first century AD. The 66 books were the work of some 35 authors. Moses is credited with writing all the first five books, namely Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Paul wrote all 13 epistles or letters, from Romans through to Philemon, and possibly also Hebrews. David wrote many of the Psalms, Solomon to whom are credited Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and the Song of Solomon, Luke wrote both the books of Luke and Acts, and John, who wrote the Gospel of John, three epistles, and the book of Revelation. Surprisingly, all the authors with different background and experience at different times in history marvelously blended the words they wrote together for over 2,000 years on one subject, i.e., Jesus Christ is our Savior. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 22:13 NIV. Consider now where the Bible was written. Parts were written in the wilderness of Sinai, others in Jerusalem, and some in Babylon while the Jews were in captivity there, a few books on the island of Patmos in the Mediterranean. Unfortunately not one of the original writings exists today. Probably they have long since moldered into dust. But when the manuscripts were still in existence, they were carefully copied. There are many early documents, whole or part, in the great museums and libraries of the world. About 700 AD, a group of Jewish scholars called Masoretes took upon themselves the task of ensuring the accurate transmission of the Old Testament to future generations. And very strict rules of copying were established. In 1948, a considerable number of very ancient manuscripts had come to light in a cave near the Dead Sea. Scholars declared that the scrolls of Isaiah and other Old Testament written were hundred of years older than any yet found, dating back possibly to the second century before Christ. The Hebrew authorities, after ten years of intensive study, have revealed only slight differences between the Masoretic text, and that of the Dead Sea Scrolls. This confirms the strict accuracy and faithfulness of the copyists. The original Hebrew was translated. One of the earliest and most important translations was into Greek called the Septuagint because of the 70 Jewish scholars who had prepared it. The work was completed in Alexandria, Egypt, during the 2nd and 3rd centuries BC. The New Testament was written in a form of Greek known as Koine, which was the common speech of the masses in apostolic times. It is probable that the apostles and Jesus himself spoke in Aramaic, but they recorded their words in the language of the people of that day. The Codex Vaticanus is probably the oldest almost complete copy of the Bible in existence. It derives its name from the fact that in 1481 it was already in the library of the Vaticanine Rome. Little is known of its history before that date, but scholars have declared that it belongs to the first half of the 4th century. Its vellum sheets measure 10 by 10 and half inches, with three columns of writing on each page. Another priceless manuscript is the Codex Sinaiticus, discovered in 1844 by German scholar Tischendorf at the Monastery of St. Catherine near Mount Sinai. In 1859 he presented it to the Tsar of Russia at St Petersburg where 3 years later it was published by Tischendorf. In 1933 for 100,000 pounds sterling raised by public subscription throughout Great Britain and a government granite was purchased for the British Museum. This manuscript is also written on vellum sheets 15 by 13 and one inches with usually 4 columns to each page. It is dated by scholars about the middle of the 4th century probably somewhat later than the Codex Vaticanus. A third important manuscript, known as the Codex Alexandrinus, also in the British Museum, dates back to the first half of the 5th century AD. Originally it contained the entire Bible, but today it lacks almost all of Matthew, much of the Psalms and of 2 Corinthians. Conclusion Although there does not exist today the original writings of the Bible, it can be said truthfully the present Hebrew text of the Old Testament and the Greek text of the New Testament are accurate as men of the highest skill, integrity, and devotion can make them. Sir Frederick Kenyon, one-time director of the British Museum and an authority on biblical manuscripts wrote on page 23 of his Our Bible and the Ancient Manuscripts, 1941, as follows. Greater than the Christian can take the whole Bible in his hand and say without fear or hesitation that he holds in it the true Word of God, handed down without essential loss from generation to generation throughout the centuries. Paul said. Greater than the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. 2 Timothy three fifteen 15-16, NIV. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please forgive our ignorance. Please forgive our pride. Please teach us to be humble. O oh Lord. Whenever we read Your Word, please enlighten us and teach us how to live our lives according to Your will. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.